Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you today about what it means to be a sensory seeker. And I will probably interchange a lot of kid behavior and adult behavior, but I'm really doing this for the purpose of adults in this particular podcast for you to understand if you are indeed a sensory seeker. Now, what I like to explain the brain as is a car. Okay, so there is the accelerator, the brake, and if you're in a manual, the throttle, yeah? And if you are a sensory seeker, you're a gas pedal, like hands down. And the awesome part about talking about this with you today is that I'm a gas pedal. So congratulations, you're just like me. Now, what does that mean? I want you to sit there for a moment as you're listening to this And think about what it feels like when you step on the gas pedal and rev the engine, right? Like zoom, yeah? We crave a lot. We crave maybe constant movement or lots of high energy or we like to go from task to task to task. It may even be the one who got diagnosed with ADHD or ADD growing up and couldn't really sit still in your desk, but really it was because your brain was just constantly going. Yeah. This is a gas pedal. This is a sensory seeker. Now, can you be both? You can be an avoider and a seeker. Yes. 1000%. When you're dysregulated, you probably are going to avoid a lot of stimuli. Okay. Because you want to calm your nervous system down. Okay. But The most important thing for you to understand is if you're a gas pedal, you love go, 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 going. Now, the craziest part about this is that I'm a gas pedal. I love go, 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 going. My brain does, right? But I don't particularly love being social, let's say, in a networking event or I'm a homebody at the same time. So like I'm a gas pedal, but I'm also kind of an introvert. Yeah. And That means that despite my gas pedal in my brain, my body really wants to slow down. My body is really craving the peace and calm. And what I find with individuals who are gas pedals is that they actually get dysregulated more often than individuals who are total brake pedals. Yeah, they expend so much energy that they are depleting their tank and their gas is on E because they're go, 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 going. 
So before I ever did this work on myself, and let me remind you that I worked in pediatrics for over a decade before I ever was like, holy shit, why don't we ever do this on ourselves? Like, why don't we ever take a look at this on ourselves? And the reason we don't is because when you and I were growing up, right? If you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, like anything above that, right? We did not have this language. Now I've been seeing recently, especially on TikTok, not as much Instagram, but it's taken me a good three years to get you, my audience, my community, to get you even on my Instagram page, not just TikTok, but on Instagram for you to understand that the word burnout right? I use that word a lot is really dysregulation. It's really overstimulation. It's really your brain and your body on haywire, right? Like it's basically when you're over functioning and you snap at your kids, that's your engine light going on in the dashboard. Yeah. Or, or needs oil change. Yeah. Like that's what that is. And how do I describe that to decades of humans who don't understand that, like don't even know those words, can't understand those words. So I try so hard to help you understand it from a literal sense or a layman's sense as much as possible, which is why I love the car analogy, right? If you step on that gas, the next time you're in your car and you step on that gas, feel the revving of the engine. That's how your body feels when you're go, 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 going. And how does it feel to step on the brake? Like you're slowing down, like your car is calming down, you're coming to a stop. Now, the difficult part is, and so many of my parents, so many of my parents get into this pickle. Okay, this is like the common theme that I see. If you are a gas pedal and you have functioned like a gas pedal, which means you're a sensory seeker, if you have functioned like that prior to having kids, but then you continue to try and function as a gas pedal, once you have kids, it doesn't mix because your expenditure of energy is depleting even more because now you have humans to keep alive, right? Like it's not, it's not aligning, it's not adding up. And so a lot of my parents come to me because they don't know how to function with the sensory system and makeup and patterning and dynamic that they've created within their life, with their partners, with their spouse. Like all of it. They don't know how to function. Yeah. And so the hard work for us is I teach you how to step on the brake. I teach you how to use that damn throttle and step on the brake because sometimes we need that energy. Yeah. Like my gas pedal, it's never going away ever. I think you can very much see like on my gas pedal, I have a podcast and I have a TikTok page and I have an Instagram page and I work with hundreds of women a year. Like I'm go, go, go. Not to mention solo parent, two crazy boys, right? Like I've got a lot going on. Yeah. And I love like, that's how my body functions. Like that's what I want to do in my life. And that's feel is aligned for me. Right. But in order for me to not crash and burn, in order for me to not lose it on my kids, in order for me to not have dysfunction and dysregulation in my life. Yeah. I don't want to live in fight or flight. I don't want to live like that. What happens when your brain is in fight or flight, which is basically you're dysregulated, yeah, is you're in a fog. Your brain is protecting itself. So you 
aren't able to remember the giggles. You're not able to remember the moments. You're not able to even be present at your kid's holiday function when they're banging the tambourine and picking their nose in the back. Like you're not able to remember those things. You're co-regulating with your child. So your child's learning that behavior of how to step on the gas constantly 24-7. Like it's just not healthy. Yeah, it's not good for your brain or your body or your mental health. It's just not. So we have to teach you how to slow your brain down. Now, if you're a sensory seeker and you're like, oh my gosh, this is me. When I did the sensory parenting series, which I do that twice a year, I do parents, moms and dads coming and I help them dissect their own sensory profiles and help them understand their regulation system. And one of the first times I did this, I had a mom and dad who I had never met. I put their sensory profiles on my desk and I explained exactly who they are without ever meeting them. And they nodded their head back and forth. And one, the dad was like, is this why I chose a really high pace, stressful job? Because I crave the interaction and I crave stimuli. I was like, exactly. Like, that's exactly why, right? And not all of us do that, okay? This was just particular to him. If you're like, yeah, I'm a seeker, but I'm a librarian. That doesn't make sense. Like, totally. Like, you go do your thing. Maybe librarian is a passion of yours, right? But for him in particular, it made sense. And he was asking those questions. Now for the mom, she was super, super regulated. She wasn't really as much of a seeker or an avoider. She was pretty darn in the middle. Yeah. And some of his behaviors are driving her nuts because she was like, I don't understand. He can't sit still. He's zoning out on his phone. He's doing all these things. He's, he cannot like, he can't slow down. Yeah. And that's because when you live in a state of gas pedal forever, you don't know, you're, like your brain and body doesn't know. It patterns itself to stay there. Yeah. So I teach you how to slow down, but I don't teach you how to slow down in terms of you're going to function less and make less. And, and, and I, I don't know what, whatever fears you're having right now, that doesn't happen. And I'll tell you why. Perfect example. I'm a gas pedal. I'm totally regulated within my life and I know how to take care of myself. Yeah. I'm still a gas pedal. Like I'm still a gas pedal and I love it, but I've learned when it's important for me to slow down, how, and what that looks like for me. What do I need? What will fulfill me? What will put gas back in my tank, right? I have to be able to talk to my inner self every single day in most moments and be like, how do you feel? How do you feel? Where do you feel it in your body? What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? What's next? What did like, I live regulation like every single day, every single day. I shut it down when I need to shut it down and I ramp up when I do. Yeah. And so when I start working with parents, they come to me and it's like peaks and valleys. Yeah. Like I'm riding high and feeling so good. And then all of a sudden I'm like crashed and burned and melted down. Like I, I, like I can't live like this. It's like these cycles of like highs and lows and highs and lows and it never ends. And I'm like, yeah, because you're so dysregulated that your body is screaming. It's basically like you got a flat tire on the highway or your battery died. Let's do that one. Not a flat tire. Your battery died and you're like conked out and you're hysterically crying and snapping at the kid. I don't know why. I'm like you're just there. Like that's like you're, you didn't take care of the battery on its own before it died. So it decided to do it for you and then say, you've got no other choice but to stop and take a look under the hood. Yeah. That's what it's doing. That's what it's saying. Okay. So the way that I live my life now is when I need to slow down, I trust in that slowing. 
Yeah. In the beginning, when you start working with me or when you start doing this work, you're like, oh God, I'm so lazy. Oh my gosh, this feels so uncomfortable. I should be cleaning the baseboards at the moment. Like, oh my gosh, I need to go check on my phone. I need to look and text that person back. And I forgot to do the to-do list. And like, yeah, it's going to feel wildly uncomfortable to slow down. 1000% been there, done that. I can't tell you, like I've for sure, for sure have been in my closet at one point or another throughout this entire experience, like I'm so tired, probably hysterically crying because that's where I do it in my bathroom or in my closet. I'm like, I'm so tired and I cannot function, but I have to X, Y, Z or this or that, or like, I feel so lazy. I just said no. And I want to do this thing for my friend or this or that, but I can't. And I'm just this terrible person. Like I've had the thoughts. Yeah. It is hard to throttle. It is hard to tell yourself I'm safe. This is okay to slow down. It's okay to take time. Like it's all a process. It's all a process. And it takes time to build different patterning within your brain. Yeah. And once you do, your brain is so comfortable with that throttle of, okay, do I need to step on the gas or do I need to step on the brake here? Like what's, what's, what's the right thing for this moment? Yeah. And when you do start to do this work, there's fear of like, well, am I going to be less productive? Am I going to, right? Like I just said, but it's just patterning. And what you get back is so much, like so much life. Yeah. Like if you are, I can give you a laundry list, a laundry list of things. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give you some examples of a sensory seeker. Okay. I think this will be helpful and take a look at my reels as well. I do one on sensory avoiding and I have one for sensory seekers. Yeah. You really enjoy like spicy food. Yeah. Like you like really strong, strong flavors. Yeah. You enjoy being close to people who wear perfume or you like hugging them or you like intercourse tons or you love snuggling or holding hands or spooning when you're sleeping. Like you love input into your body. Yeah. You love the fresh smell of flowers or you enjoy how it feels to move. You're one of those who constantly, constantly needs to move or work out. Ding, ding, ding. That's me. You, You love colorful clothes. Like you love colorful clothes or your colors in your house are really bright and festive. Yeah. You're constantly chewing gum or maybe you're picking your skin or biting your nails or you love roller coasters or you can't stop moving when you're just supposed to be standing there talking to someone. Yeah. Like you constantly need to, like your engine is so rev that you need to keep doing something. Go, 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 go. For kids, a lot of times it looks like, you're like, that's my monkey. That like, that's my monkey. Like, yep, he won't stop. She won't stop. Blah, 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 right? Like it's the one who moves from task to task to task to task. It's the one who usually gets pegged as having ADHD in class. It's the one who can't sit still at their desk. It's the one who really struggles to attend and focus, maybe reciprocal play, right? It's too, it's too slow for them. Like they want to go fast. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, there's a tornado in my house. I can't keep up. That's a sensory seeker. Yeah. Now, how do we regulate ourselves? Like how do we slow our brain down? Well, I've said this before. I can't teach this to you through a podcast. I fully believe that this is something that 
you have to do and feel over the course of a few months, if not more, because we need to create new patterns within your brain. We have to help your brain feel safe when throttling. We have to help your brain feel safe when stepping on the gas and stepping on the brake, right? Like you have to be able to do that for yourself and feel that and figure out what you need and how to take care of your brain and body. Yeah, but I will give you a few tips, okay? A few quick tips that you can be like, okay, Dr. Bree told me to do this and I'm completely dysregulated. This is what I can do. Let's say you've had it and it's in the afternoon and your kids are just going bonkers and there's toys everywhere and all the different things. If you recognize that you're about to snap or you do snap at your kids, that's your engine light going on. I need you to say, mommy, daddy, we'll be right back. I'll be right back. I need you to go in the other room, shut the door. As long as they're crying, that means they're still alive. Yeah, make sure they're safe. Go take some deep breaths. Go take some deep breaths and be like, okay, okay, I'm safe. Okay, I can get through this. Okay, okay. And like give yourself five minutes, like five, maybe three. Yeah, like reset if you can. Give yourself the moment you're craving and need. Another one is when you are completely dysregulated, as much as you're probably pushing away and don't want anyone to touch you and feel touched out, if you really tune into that dysregulation, what you'll find is that if you gain some input, touch into your body, I'm not saying go have sex. What I'm saying is snuggle or hug or touch or hold hands or just lean next to someone while you're watching TV that night. Yeah. Like regulate and literally co-regulate with someone, feel the presence. It'll be grounding for your body. Okay. Got it. Another one is if you're completely dysregulated, the best position to regulate your body is laying flat, laying down. So when you go take that three to five minute break, when you're about to lose it on your kids or you have just lost it on your kids, Shut the door and go lay down on your bed for three minutes. Stare at the ceiling and take some deep breaths. That will help you regulate your nervous system and remind your body and your brain that you are safe, you are here, you're present, and you're okay. Yeah? Now, what do we do with kids? That'll be a whole nother podcast. I first and foremost believe that I need to teach you this first because if you don't ever feel it on yourself, and you don't feel what it feels like to actually be regulated. You don't feel what it feels like to slow down your brain and your body. You aren't going to know the benefits or believe in the benefits of doing this with your kids or teaching them how to do this. It has to start with us. Has to. So if you're a sensory seeker, start noticing. Yeah. And if you have no idea, start with my Battling Burnout course. You get the sensory profile during that course and it is super, super cheap. And it's totally on demand. You can do it in your own time. But I teach you how to understand your actual makeup. You'll sit there with your own results and you'll listen through what I'm explaining. And I'll give you so many examples and you'll be like, okay, now I get it. Now I know what my makeup is. Now how do I support that makeup? Yeah, I promise to do one on avoiders. And I promise to do one on all those people who are just nice and regulated all the time, which not many of us are but I will also do one for kids too, okay? I hope this was helpful. Reach out if you have any questions. And until next time, XOXO, Dr. B.